Praise your name. I love that song. I shall not be moved. It don't matter what comes along. I shall not be moved. The enemy ain't going to get it rough enough. I was, as, as Brother Tummins used to say, or Elder, the minister I grew up under, Brother Elder C.D. Tummins, he used to say, they ain't going to get the water too muddy, then that's going to run me out. And that's how I feel. I'm not, gonna, it's not going to get too rough. It's not going to get too dirty. The church is going to be, that's where we, I'm not going to be moved. Today, if you will, join me in, in, in the book of Joel, chapter 2, in verse 28. I'm going to read two verses today. I feel like God laid something on my heart as I was preparing for this message. I believe we're building in the last few Bible studies in this week, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a little bit, but we've been building towards something, and I feel like God is, is wanting to pour His Spirit out in, in, in this day. Today in Joel chapter 2 and verse 28 is a familiar verse. If you've been around church very long, you've heard this scripture. You've heard this verse read, and most people probably can quote most of it. The Bible says in verse 28, it says, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Verse 29 says, And also... Upon thy servants and upon thy handmaids. In those days I will pour out my spirit. Let's pray right now. Lord, I ask you right now, Lord Jesus, to touch this earthly vessel. Lord, I ask you, Lord Jesus, to minister through me today, Lord Jesus, to this congregation, Lord Jesus. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to touch me and anoint me today. Lord, allow me to feel your presence right now, Lord Jesus. But Lord Jesus, I ask you to do what this scripture says. I ask you to pour your spirit out upon us today. Lord Jesus, into this service, Lord Jesus, into this city, Lord Jesus. Lord, I ask you, Lord Jesus, to minister right now, Lord Jesus, to us. Lord, in Jesus' name right now, Lord, I ask you to minister in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. The scripture says in, in, in the book of Joel, Joel is a prophet and Joel prophesies that this will come forth. And then, you know, we read this scripture when in the time of Joel, when this scripture was written, the, the, the children of Israel was going through a judgmental time. The locusts had just come and devoured their crops. And so this was a kind of a transition time. Here Joel was telling them, you need to turn back to God. We must turn back to God. And so here this was this this, this this verse of scripture was quoted or this prophetic word was to the to the people of that time but it was not just to them. Because you know we find in scripture we find in the book of Acts chapter 2 where God did just what Joel said. He poured out his spirit. And many people that observed that 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 happening, many people that was there witnessing that day on the day of Pentecost when, the, when God poured his spirit out upon the people, his disciples and the ones in the upper room, people that looked at them, observed them, some said they were drunk, drunken. Some said that they, were, they were, had lost their minds. Some said different things. They looked at them. But, but here Peter said in Acts 2 and 16, he says, but this is that which spoken by the prophet Joel. Thank you, Jesus. In verse 16 of Acts 2. And what he was saying is he was tying back to the Old Testament. Here he says that prophet, old prophet Joel. What he was saying is he says, this is what he was talking about. 
He was talking about him pouring out his spirit. This, what you're seeing is the prophetic word of Joel. And he says in verse 17, And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Here, Peter was completely quoting, he was quoting what Joel had prophesied. He didn't add to, he didn't take away. He, he, just, he, just, he just quoted this, the, the verses out of the, from the prophet Joel. Yeah. He quoted what he said. God has promised that in the last days, he would pour out his spirit upon all flesh. He said he would pour it out on men, women, young, old, educated, uneducated, the rich, the poor, the good, and the bad. It didn't matter. He was going to pour his spirit upon all flesh. To pour out means to bestow abundantly. And we have bestowed abundantly into our lives. He's not just going to give us a little bit. He's going to pour it out completely out. Yes, Think is. of the, un- the entire contents of a bowl, a bowl being poured out in contrast to a little of the contents of the bowl being sprinkled around. Joel spoke of the day when the Lord would pour out his spirit upon and the church would possess the spirit of God yes. in a much richer measure. According to Joel, there would be a time that there would be an outpouring of the Holy Ghost on the church. Here before this, Israel had experienced only a trickle of the Holy Spirit and its blessings. Only thing they had experienced was the priest had to feel, they had to be the anointing. And they had to depend on the priest to roll back their sins. And here what Joel was saying and what... Peter was quoting him saying is, is, is God is going to pour out this spirit not just on the priest not just on the he's going to pour the spirit out on all yes. flesh yes. so one day there would be an outpouring of riches of salvation he was going to pour his spirit upon everyone that was to receive it all flesh gender is not a factor age is not a factor race is not a factor education is not a factor or righteousness is not a factor. Even wealth is not a factor. The only factor is, is our flesh. That's right. We're the only thing that can get in the way of God's spirit being poured out upon us. Our, we, we're the only ones that can get in the way of God pouring his spirit upon, out upon us. The Holy Spirit is available to all. All who will receive it. And that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a powerful possession of that scripture. It's available to all, but we must, we must receive it. John 7 and 37 says, In the last days, that great, great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. And verse 38 says, And he that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But we must receive it for ourselves. We must receive it. We can't just sit back and allow the wait, wait on the priest or wait on the pastor or wait on someone else to receive it for us. We have to have a willing heart. We have to have an opening heart. We have to be open to receive that message. The purpose of God pouring out his upon all flesh is at that point all are responsible 
for their own relationship with God. We can't depend on our mom. We can't depend on our dad. We can't depend on someone else, a spiritual aunt or someone like this in our life. We can't depend on someone else. We're responsible for, for ourselves, and that's why God poured it out upon all flesh. They could not depend on the priest any longer for their relationship with God. So much in their life they had just waited. They, they did live like they wanted to all year, and then... There's a certain time of year they would sit down and go back to the priest and the priest would roll back their sins. But they couldn't depend on that no longer. When God poured his spirit out upon all flesh, then they were responsible for their relationship with him. it's It's true today. We have the same responsibility for our own relationship with God. Yes, we do. We have to be responsible for our own relationship. But we're not only responsible for our, our, our connection, but for we are, we're responsible for our, the connection of the church. That's right. It's not just my responsibility to stand for the connection between us and God for this church. I believe it's every person in this church. I believe every member of this church holds some of the responsibility Absolutely. for the connection between God and this church. Yeah. We, we hold the connection between this church, the people in this church holds the connection between God and this community. We're responsible for what this community hears. Yes. This, that responsibility falls on each one of our shoulders. Yes. Well, our connection to this community and between us and God, we're the conduit where this Holy Spirit, when God says he's going to pour his spirit out, he uses man, he uses flesh. And I believe that the people in this building right now, the people that's understanding my voice, is the connection that this community has yes. between God yes. and them. Yes. The, also, we have everyone that's around us. We have that responsibility to make that connection. Here, Tuesday night, this past Tuesday night, I talked about personal evangelism. And what personal evangelism is, is when God calls us to be fishers of men. Like he talked to his disciples. And I talked about that Tuesday night about being fishers of men. That we have a responsibility to reach the people that's under our influence. And in that personal evangelism, we are called to reach. We're that conduit to reach the lost in our, in, our, in our influence. The Holy Spirit makes Jesus real to us, but it, because it takes the new supernatural to reveal the supernatural. We had to have His Spirit inside of us to reveal who Jesus really is. We can read this Bible. We can go through this Bible and there's a lot of things that we probably don't understand with our human knowledge. But when we receive the Holy Spirit, when we receive the Holy Ghost, we take that Holy Ghost and we read this Bible. We, it reveals what we don't understand with our human knowledge. It gives us the revelation of what this Word really says. Romans 10 and 11 says, For the Scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Yes. Here today this Bible, this, this Holy Ghost will, it will, it will translate. It will, it will give you the, what, what this word really means. The Bible says that, the, that your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And when you read this scripture, you know, we think about this. And the meaning, this means that they will speak the mysteries of God. 
So many times in life when we, you know, we look at our youth and we look at sons and daughters, the, ne- the, the next generation to follow, whatever that be. Sometimes, you know, we find ourselves at age, different ages and we look at the, the younger generation or the next generation to come. And so many times in life we look at them like they don't have a clue. <laughs> and sometimes we look at them like they don't know nothing. Amen. But here God is saying with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, they, they can speak the mysteries of God. They have their calling. God is, uses, uses their, the youth to reach into this world. The Bible says that their old men shall dream dreams. Yeah. And this is not just talking about dreaming about things of the past. But when you're talking about when the older generation, and I believe this scripture is talking about when we, we, we will be seeing beyond the present. As we sometimes as we get older, and I feel my find myself finding myself in that older as old men before, but sometimes, but when we find ourselves there, we've lived through life. We've lived through some things in life, and sometimes, sometimes some disappointing things in life. And that old men may not be you may not be old considered, but sometimes life has a way of breaking us down. Life has a way of of discouraging us. Anybody agree with me today? Life has a way of just things in our life. It doesn't matter what, how, what the number of your age is. Sometimes that life can just way, have a way of, of breaking you down, tearing you down. But with the Holy Ghost, we can see beyond the present. When we see, we dream dreams, we can see past what we can see with these human eyes. We can see the, the future. We can see beyond what, we can, what the present day is. Young men and women shall see visions. We will experience the possibilities which exist in the promises of God. Amen. And today, you know, as we, we take that, that youth adrenaline, you take that youth sometimes, and we, we can experience the possibilities of what exists in the promises of God. Yes. And, and that's what we strive for. We strive for the, to, to see the possibilities of that, the promises. Through the outpouring, through the outpouring, all of us, no matter of our age, our gender, our or race, we all have the same privilege of receiving this Holy Ghost. Sure. But we also have the same responsibility. Yes, we, do. we have the same responsibility on our life. The Holy Spirit turns away from unbelief, turns us away from mistrust and from rebellion. But it teaches us to have true reliance on God. When we experience salvation, there are three parts of the salvation. Today I want to talk about them. There's one of them. The first one is private, public, and supernatural. When you look at, look at salvation, the first one we talk about is, in salvation is we talk about repentance. Repentance is private. It is when we truly challenge the presence of sin in our life and choose to move away from it. And so that's a private time in our life. It doesn't matter if there's people around. When, when someone true repentance comes forth, they may be hundreds of people around. I've been in conferences where I've seen people repent, and they've been thousands of people around. Yeah. But that's a private time. No one can tell you what to say. No one can, you can't just repeat after me a repent of prayer. That's got to be a private time between you and God. And it may be just you and him, or there may be thousands of people around, but, when, but it's a private time. When you share what God is, nobody else can do anything about your sin. It doesn't matter if you ask for forgiveness. You can say it out loud. It doesn't matter who hears your sin or hears what you repent. 
What matters is, is you and God. The earnest between you and God. That private time between you and God. Because He's the only one that can do anything about your sin. So when it doesn't matter how loud you, pre- you repent, it doesn't matter all this, as long as it's a, the heart is right. It's a brokenness. And that's what repentance is. When we're broken, we die out to that flesh. And we give it to God. And that's a private moment. Baptism is public. We make a public oath to allow our sins to be wiped clean. And we release them. And when we're released from the penalty of our iniquity. And so when you baptize, you go down in the water. That is a public scene. That's that's, that's when you say, well, I'm doing this in honor of what the scripture says for me to do. But I'm doing this and not, not just doing it for show. I'm not doing it just to get wet, yeah. but I'm doing it because this is what the scripture commands me to do. I'm baptized in the only name, in the name of Jesus Christ. When we go down in that water, it washes us away our sins. Yeah. Finally, the Holy Spirit comes into us. That, that God pours out his spirit. That supernatural power reveals to us the consequences of sin, and it changes us. Yeah. When we allow the Holy Ghost to come into our life, when we allow the Holy Spirit to dwell in us and we live in that, it gives us direction. It changes our life. It changes us direction towards God. The Holy Spirit provides the tools that we need to love a Christian life. Amen. We have to have the Holy Spirit to give us that strength, to give us that guidance, to give us what we need to, have that, to love and want to have a Christian life. But when you have that Holy Spirit dwelling inside of you and you're living in that, the fruit of the Spirit will always show up in your life. We begin to have the evidence that God is alive in our life. This is the evidence that you know that God is in your life. When you see these things, you see love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. When we see these attributes in our life, we know that the Holy Spirit is dwelling yes. inside of us. The, the Holy Spirit is controlling us. Yes. The Holy Spirit guides us into all truth, not just part of the way. Well, if you will if submit to, the, to God's presence, it will guide you into all truth. Yes. The Holy Spirit gives us the power to make Jesus real to others. Yes. It directs us to love, to forgive, and to overcome. When we allow God's presence to flow through us, we see that we're supposed to represent Jesus. When we say we're a Christian, we're supposed to be Christ-like. And if we're going to be Christ-like, we're representing our Father. We're representing Jesus. And as we're representing Jesus, His Spirit allows us, gives us that power, and it directs us how to love people. It gives us the power to forgive people. And to overcome what is done to us and overcome this world. It empowers us to have the spiritual success and increases our faith while expanding our potential. It gives us the power to expand our potential. The Bible, when we read the Bible, the Bible points to the day of Pentecost as the time when God began to pour out His Spirit. Today, you know, the day of Pentecost, when we say that term, most of us here today may understand that term, may know that term. But the day of Pentecost, when we look at that day, that day that is 50 days after the resurrection. Yes. And on that 50th day, 
that was when the, the group of disciples was in an upper room. And they were praying. They were at one accord. And God poured his spirit out on them and they spoke in the other tongues for the first time and that is where the beginning of the first the church the New Testament church began on that day the day of Pentecost 50 days after his resurrection next Sunday is 50 days from Easter 50 days we represent 50 days from when when our risen Savior that died on the cross for our sins he will be rise again next Sunday as we represent that as the, the day of Pentecost or Pentecost Sunday, as we refer to it, and today uh, we we've, we explain, you know, that today the the day of Pentecost is it means fifty. The Pentecost means fifty, and but today I'm telling you today that's we represent the pouring out of the Spirit. If over two thousand years ago were considered the last days, where are we today? That's the question I ask. If over two thousand years ago, when God poured His Spirit out on the first Pentecost Sunday. If it was 2,000 years ago, it was referred to the, to the, the last days. Then where are we at today? Oh, it's time to experience the promise of God. It is time to allow Jesus to come into our life and to fill us with his spirit. Yes. It is that time when we need to move towards God. It's a time we need to reach out to the lost. Today is I feel like we're called. I feel like we're called as a church. Not just, not just you know when you preach about the Holy Ghost. Sometimes we we preach to the we think we're preaching just to the sinners. But here today, I feel like this message is to the church. I believe our responsibility is to carry this message to our future. I believe God has been been building for for next Sunday. Any, God God give the some of the Holy Ghost on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night or it doesn't matter when it hits when you're getting your heart right. But I believe God is building something. God is wanting to pour His Spirit out. And I believe through all this pandemic we've been going through, everything we've been going through this year, I believe God is really wanting to pour His Spirit out this year as like He did. And today I believe it's, it falls, responsibility falls on the church. I believe it falls on the church to, to get his mess, this message out, to get this message out there. Acts 2 and 39, the Bible says, For the promises unto you and to your children, and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And I, this promise is not just to, just to a few. That's right. This promise is not just to, to me and my generation. That's right. This by, and it wasn't just to the disciples and to, to the ones that was in the upper room. This promise is to all that are far off. As many as the Lord God shall call. And I believe He is reaching for everyone. He, his desires for everyone to allow the Holy Spirit to fall in their life. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Today, as I begin to close, I ask us today. I says, are we doing what, what the, we, we were called to do? Yeah. I believe we're called to reach the lost. I believe we're called, called to, to prepare people for the outpouring of the Spirit. Yeah. And I believe we need, we, we need to reach into the, our world today. Yeah. And I believe we need to reach into the lost. Today, if you're in, in the sound of my voice and you've not received the gift of the Holy Ghost, today it's, it's a free gift to you. Yes, it is. God promised it yes. to you today. God is wanting to give it to you.
And the only thing that's holding it back is your willingness to receive it. Today, I ask us today, let us pray right now. If we let's stand across the place, this 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 building, and I ask us today, let's pray, Lord, that feel this, that we feel this presence, Lord, that we want to feel the outpouring of the Holy Ghost into our city, into our lost world, Lord. I ask you to touch us and anoint us right now, Lord. I ask you to minister right now, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, to us, Lord Jesus. Lord, I ask you to pour your spirit out, Lord Jesus, in this lost and dying world, Lord. Lord, I ask you, Lord Jesus, to minister right now, Lord. Lord, I ask you to minister to the church of Pentecostals of Madison right now, Lord. Every saint, Lord Jesus, let us feel the weight and the responsibility of this message. Let us feel the weight and message of Lord Jesus of what we feel and what we're responsible to do in this city, Lord. Lord Jesus, I ask you to move upon us, Lord. I ask you to pour your spirit out upon us, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, I ask you to touch us and anoint us right now, Lord. Lord Jesus, touch us and anoint us with your presence right now. Lord, in the Holy Ghost, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord Jesus, touch us and anoint us right now, Lord Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord Jesus, ask us today, Lord Jesus, let's, let's join around the front today and in their service today with prayer. Lord, I ask you, Lord Jesus, family.